streets ain't talking about you, man. If I can't spin a block and find out about you, man, the people ain't about you. Yeah, this one's for the streets first. Stripes like a referee shirt. This one's for the streets first. Tell mama this the rebirth. Shall I leave church? I talk dirty. Put my hands and my feet work. Teamwork. Put in pain. But gotta bring it to the streets first. Go. Hardships to the starship. Legend off the Rucker Park bench. You a marksman with your game A. Got me putting butter in the margin. You putting numbers on the market. For them press A. Wall 10 for he walked in. He did the research. Put that working on the streets first. It's your boy A Butter, and I'm back with another episode of that Streets First podcast. Y'all already know how your boy do. I goes out and get him. Y'all know, I told you, I got a new special one in the building. Before I get into that, man, shout out to my man Ben Gordon. You know what I mean? He got a nice gym up there in Mount Vernon. Go check it out. You know what I mean? 158A Gramerton Avenue. You know what I'm saying? He got a rehab and recovery gym. He give you the little massages, the workouts, and all of that protein shakes. Go check them out. Shout out to my man, Jeff, my man, Suave. As you can see, Pronto Leaf. You know what I mean? Check them out online, www.prontoleaf.com. You know what I mean? Comes with the lighter. Check that packaging out. You dig? Hey, man. Harlem, New York. Listen, man. I got a world champion in here now in college now. Don't act like, listen, the last person I seen do this, man, was Kobe, all right? I got a dude in here that dropped 81 in the game, you heard? Google it. Don't act like y'all don't know, man. I got Louisville, alumni, you heard? Yeah, butter got him in the building. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, he's in the building, man. Appreciate you, Mr. Appreciate you, senior. Russ Smith Jr. is in the building. What's good, buddy? What's, what's good, man? What's good, my guy? Nothing much. I'm chilling. You know what's up. How you feeling, player? How you feeling? Uh, just, just trying to keep a job, man. You know how that That's is. That's what's up. <laughs> you know how that is, right? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, man, before I break it down, you know what I'm saying? I like to tell the people, you know what I mean, that, listen, y'all, this kid here, the numbers, right? I'm just, his first five games, man, in the NBL, y'all. He averages 61 overseas, man. Go, do your homework, man. All right? I don't know if y'all know this, man. Do your homework, all right? He made it to the league. He was drafted by the 76ers. Don't think yeah. our butter don't know this, man. He's drafted. <laughs> you played with Memphis in them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But before I really get into it, though, Russ, like, let's, let's give him a little history of you growing up. Like, tell me what it was like, you know, for you growing up in New York City. Like, what was the things that you seen and stuff? And... How did you come about? Like, let's give them a little bit of your history. Uh, well, as you know, you know my pops. Uh, you know, shout out to <laughs> Rush Smith Senior. Yeah, he. You know, uh, my family uptown is is big, but I grew up in Brooklyn, okay. so I always tell everybody, you know, I'm I'm from Brooklyn. Mm, um, BK. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I played ball, Gauchos, Juice. Um, mm. I did Team Odom, mm. uh, and I bounced around just a little bit. I played CYO ball. And I also See, did a lot of was big. Yeah, Word. and I also did a lot of street ball too. Okay. You know, I was I did the Dykemans, the Ruckers, the Mill Banks, right. the, the the Home Club Rucker. Whew. You know, so citywide. Facts. So the, the Roberto Clemente. So I was I was around the city a lot. I've been I've been hooping a lot. Went to Archbishop Malloy and uh did well there under Coach Curran. I got up out, went to South Kent prep school. And then uh, I went to the University of Louisville, and um, I was about to say before before you tell me about before you go that <laughs> far, right? Like, 
I just want to stay a little bit with the high school first, uh, like okay. real quick. It was like your junior year, you averaged twenty four. Your senior year, you averaged like twenty six or twenty seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What What was it like playing under Jack Curry? It was honestly, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, uh, he 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 allowed me to to be me. Wow. And and because of that, I was able to to really flourish. And I think that's what a lot of coaches today are, are missing. They they kind of get caught up in themselves Facts. and what they want to wow. run instead of letting the kids kind of dictate the way the team is supposed to operate. Talk to Because, him. you know, basketball is, is won by the players. Facts. You know, and as a coach, you got to allow the players to be players and you got to allow them to have confidence. Mm. So no matter what system you have, sometimes you got to botch the system in order to let some of your players excel and be their best self. And I think Coach Curran did a good job with that for me because we, he allowed us to compete. Wow, now, give give the kids, like, what it was like like going to prep school, because a lot of kids don't really understand prep school, you know what I mean? Right. And I know you went to South Kent. Can you explain to them, like, what the prep school life is like? Uh, prep, for, for me, it was it was more so to, to, to get qualified. Not that academically it was a problem for me, but mm-hmm. um, I had missed the, missed the core class that slipped my mind wow. and I just had to go back and just basically handle something that okay. I needed to handle. It was, I, I did it in the first month I was there. But I also graduated um, f- um, my senior year at 137, mm. 36 pounds. So mm. I, I didn't want to go to college like that. And so the prep school, you know, gives you a chance to, you know, improve some of your grades Facts. or improve a core class or maybe improve your weight. Um, or, or improve your game as a player, Facts. and uh, I, I think I think that's that's what really helped me. I went to Milford Academy, so I would know. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Prep school life. Yeah. Now making that choice to go to Louisville because I know at the time you had a lot of schools looking at you. What were like some of the other schools that you were thinking about? At least give me two of them, and then give give the listeners like the the, the reason why you chose to go to Louisville. No doubt. Yeah. Um, my first four years of high school at Malloy. I, I I don't even think I had an offer. I just had interest wow. from maybe the Hofstra's and the Ionas of the world. And then that summer, you know, I was playing with Gauchos and then um, things wasn't going well. And uh, Tiny, coach at Lincoln now, right. you know, I was supposed to go to Lincoln on my first year, but I wanted to do something totally different. I didn't wow. want to go with, you know, Lance and those guys. Kind of wanted to make create my own identity. So I went to wow. Malloy and... After, you know, I finished up in uh, high school, um, I spoke with Tiny and and he basically told me, you know, I feel like I owe you one. Mm. And, you know, you come play with us. We already got a good team. We had a bunch of guys on that team, uh, especially guys that were really good in the PSA. Mm. One of them was Dave Cooley. Okay, shout out to Dave Cooley. Yes, sir. That's my dog. And, um, you know, we was basically running amok. We did really well in the circuit. And... Um, I built up some interest, mm. got to South Cannon, and Baylor was really knocking down at the door. Woo. And after that, I don't think it was anybody else who was really serious. Um, every other school kind of had guards committed already. Facts. But Baylor, I, I think if it wasn't Louisville, it was Baylor. Mm. And honestly, still to this day, I think I got that Louisville offer. You know, they were really close to my dad, a lot of the guys on the staff. That's right, okay. And, um, and my best friend at the time was J.J. Moore. We were really close. He was okay. a top recruit. So I felt like if they offered me, 
maybe they got JJ. That's what I was thinking. You was thinking at that time. Okay. Yeah, so when they did that, I was like, all right, well, if you offer me, I'm going to go here anyway. I'm going to commit regardless <laughs> of what y'all think. And eventually, you know, he backed out. He went to Pitt. Yeah, but, I was about to um, say that. He went to Pitt. Yeah, and that scholarship um, still stuck. But Ralph Willard, who was there at uh, Louisville at the time, was a really big fan. Mm. And if a lot, if most people don't know Ralph Willard, he coached at Holy Cross. I think he coached at... Uh, Pitt, if I'm not mistaken, but he was—he's a real big-time guy. Wow! And he kind of helped Patino with a lot of the stuff going on in Louisville. So, give me—how do you say it? Like, I know you did four years there. Let's let's get Russ atmosphere. What what did Russ see? Like the 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 growing stages, first year, second mm. year, third year. Like, what was the things that Russ was picking on while he was there? Well. Everybody, you know, coming from Malloy, I was always a student first. Okay. So, and I kind of had Make my... sure y'all hear that. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was a student first. I was I was always, you know, trying to do what's best uh, as far as the classroom goes. Fact. And I was thinking about everything off the court. Wow. So when I first committed to Louisville, I'm like, all right, the chances of me playing with all these All-Americans, these five four-star recruits, is I probably won't play. So I just learn what I can. I just meet who I need to meet in the city, and maybe you know, being under Rick for four years, I'll be a good coach. Mm. I'll be a good sports analyst, a broadcaster. So I wasn't even thinking about playing professional ball, honestly. Wow. I was just really there to learn. And then um, my my freshman year, I was you know went through the freshman wall, going through hell, wasn't practicing, getting thrown out of practices for turnovers. Um, and then that kind of took a toll. And then you know it 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 didn't hurt me as far as classes went, but it, it definitely punctured my GPA. Um, I, I could have had something higher my freshman year, but then after that, um, you know. Educate them. They need this because I, I was about, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but like I transferred after my first year. I got a body. I into the draft, everything. So <laughs> it's, I, it's good that you, like the way that you breaking it down, I really want the kids to hear that, like that freshman wall. So like now after that first year, you went through all of that. Now keep going. Like, yeah, because wow, Massiello, yeah, you know, Massiello went yeah, to Manhattan. Shout after. out to Massiello. Yeah, Word, what up, coach? Word. <laughs> Massiello went, uh, went to Manhattan. He was a he was a great friend of mine uh, at UofL. Um, good friends with my dad as well. And I didn't want to come back home, mm. I, especially after all I went through. And, you know, my dad and my, uh, my mom, they were... They're always big on you know finish finishing what you started. Facts. You know when wow. you when you start something you should finish it, and no matter what the route is, no matter the, the pathway, and I, I stuck to that. So I mean even to this day, I have the same basketball agent, mm. and um, a lot of guys go through maybe two or three after like six or seven years. But when I was after going into my sophomore year, I just worked extremely hard. I mean three times a day, butter. Wow! In the gym, um, I didn't go home. I never went working. home. Yeah, all, all the, my teammates went home, took their vacation time, and I stayed in the gym with the trainers. Mm. Stayed in the gym with a lot of other coaches. Um, there were days I'd see, you know, Coach P in there six, seven in the morning. I'll be in there with him. There'll be days he'll come back at night, running on the treadmill. I'll be right there too, and wow. I, I always got to work. And we, and then it showed when we played inter squad scrimmages. Or when we uh, had practices, I would always, you know, outperform everybody. And when I did, started coming through. Right, mm. but it, it didn't just happen. though. it took like five, six months right. for for it to happen. And I'm just glad I was able to to Persevere, stick that man. out. Yeah, Facts. man. And then my sophomore year, 
guys got hurt and I was in a situation where Rick had to play me mm-hmm. and I was I would say I was I was ready you know 20 minutes a game and I was able to perform finishing your breakfast yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes sir <laughs> now you 47th pick second yeah. round yeah can you can you just give the 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 listeners what did that feel like just like through everything that you just said and knowing where you came from and what you wasn't even looking at, what was that feeling like? Wherever you were at, what you were doing at that time, if you don't mind sharing, mm-hmm. what was that feeling like hearing your name, seeing your name and knowing you getting ready to move forward to the NBA? Um, me, I'm. Uh, if, if you're around me enough, um, it's it's you. You understand that a lot of a lot of the accolades I get, I always seem to like downplay it because you know it's, it's I ain't want to get into all the accolades no, oh no but I, no, of, I mean I'm like, about to say you got a hell of a lot no, this list right here is crazy bro you I just this, I mean Daily News Sport no, listen you got a whole lot of all American teams listen but go ahead I mean bad. like yeah you know just getting you know getting drafted you know that's that's a kid's you know dream but I, I think it's it's is is more to life than you know getting drafted and Talk you know all Americans mm-hmm. and what 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 matters most is being a good person. So I can be in the 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 worst neighborhood in New York, and I think I don't think nobody would bother me because it's it's the it's the character that I have, Max. and wow. I can be with the richest of the richest people, the wealthiest, and I'll be able to blend in because it's a certain character you have to have. So when when it happened, that's true. And so when it happened, when I got drafted, of course I was like, man, forty seven. Um, I feel like I'm better than those guys, but. Okay, I'm not supposed to be here, so I guess I'll make the most out of it. That's right. And that's the type of person I am. Mm. And at the end of the day, if anybody's you know um, involved with pro sports, they understand that there's other mechanics and there's other stuff that goes on that's beyond your control that you can't ever ha- get too high or, or get too low. Um, so of course, I felt like I was better or the, the best guard in the draft. But there are things that I couldn't control mm-hmm. that made me go 47, regardless of everything that I accomplished in college that maybe I should have been a first-round pick that I just had to botch up and go, you know what, I'll just keep working hard and not try to support myself and my family. That's right. But it was, uh, it was definitely great for my mom and my dad to see and my friends. But for me, you know, it's um, – I don't wake up – I wouldn't wake up in the morning and go – you know, I got drafted to the NBA because there's sure. more to life than that. Now, let's say the G League, the D League, because you've played in both. Right. If 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 you could tell me, like, what's the difference? Like, what do you see the difference? Is there like a is there is it just a name change thing, or do you see like it's starting to develop and you know more is happening? Because I'm starting to see a lot of people right. getting picked up more from the G League now and stuff. So can you explain that a little bit to me? I think um, the, the G League, when Gatorade put its stamp on it, I mm. think it enabled, it gave the, the, the D League, G League, some more credibility. Mm. And But I but I think the, uh, the NBA itself is still kind of babysitting or putting the league on a, on a, on a stool okay. and not really doing what they can to ensure players some some financial insurance. I got you. Um, the two-way contracts is nice. It's sweet. But what I was upset at, not 
not not that I really care because you know I was at this time I'm I'm getting my money overseas. I'm in China. I'm in right. Istanbul. But for the players down there, because those guys up in the NBA they aren't around for that. They don't they don't know what it's like. Mm. So when you're giving Paul George, Kyle Lowry, LeBron James hundred thousand dollar incentives for an All Star game that they probably don't care about, it's a slap in the face to a lot of those guys in the G League who work hard and only make maybe seven, 6000 on the season. Wow. And the way they travel is, the way we used to travel, it was hard. Sometimes it's three airplanes. If there's a snowstorm, God forbid, you're stuck somewhere for 36 hours. Wow. So I think they need the NBA needs to do a better job with, you know, giving, making sure guys get better, you know, financial insurance when they go down there and play. The league itself is incredibly competitive too. So, and I, but I it'll think be the, worth it. it'll definitely be uh, worth it. It'll be more guys coming back. You'll see, you'll see more, more guys, you know, not really, not really downplaying the league, but you'll see more guys um, turning down offers from overseas. Because if you give somebody 40 to 50,000 maybe to stay home, you're like, you know what, that isn't bad versus 7,000. Now it's, it's like, you know, what am, kind of what am I playing for? <laughs> Facts. You know, and, <laughs> And then you you you're waiting for a call up, and like I said, there's guys. I'm 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 not that way. I'm not that way at all. But there's guys who's you know they're they're solely focused on the call up. The call up. That, you wow. know that that they're missing they're missing life itself. There's more to the life than Educating. basketball mm. and a call up. It's being happy, and it's it's family, it's it's, it's friends. Mm. But guys get so caught up in that, and I, I think that takes away from the game itself. Now. Just to just to stay a little bit on you know like the basketball thing like could you give us because I heard you you know you said Insta Bowl and mm -hmm. China like you know I told you I did my homework <laughs> yes, sixty two forty two fifty six sixty six eighty one average sixty one point four points per game like. Explain that to me if if you can. Like your first five games, what was going through your mind? Because most people can't get a chance to ask Kobe <laughs> this question, so I need to ask you, another guy that scored eighty-one in a professional league. What was going through your body, your mind through those five games? Well, when I was when I was in Turkey, that's um, in, in Istanbul. Euroleague, that mm. that kind of the Euroleague, y'all. You heard him. Yeah. <laughs> I was I led Euroleague in, in in points per minute played, but the problem with that was I was only playing seven minutes a game, I and you. I didn't. I felt like I didn't really get the opportunity that I thought I was gonna get, mm. and that's and I was at a low point in my life. I wanted to stop playing ball after wow. after I left there. I, I really wanted to quit. I just wanted to, you know, coach and maybe I can uplift other players and kids. Okay. And so they won't have to go through what I had went through. And um, my agent, my dad, you know, they basically, you know, pushed me on, you know, gave me the confidence. Normally I don't need that. And um, they, they got me back in the D-League. So I did well there, finished out the season. I fixed my assisted turnover ratio. I had the best I ever had in my career. It was three wow. to one, college, high school, wow. professional combined. Sheesh. And I got uh, an offer to go to China. And 
I, I was I turned it down at first because I still wanted to try and get back in the NBA. Okay. I was still in that mindset. I go to a D League showcase, and I averaged twenty and four assists. Um, in four games played there, at one turnover, four assists, pretty good, and I just stuck to being a scorer and what I what I knew how to do best. Got that killer I, blood. In <laughs> I didn't even get the uh, the interest I thought I was gonna get, and that that definitely prompted me to go go over to China, and when I did, it was all business. And in between the D League and preparing preparing for the showcase. I was working out two times a day, mm. and I was doing CrossFit. I was doing kickboxing. I was running beach. I took a vacation to Turks and Caicos, wow. and I was running the beach while I was there and while I was on vacation. So I was serious. Still working out. Still working out. <laughs> and when I got to the NBL, I, I knew I had to do something um, basically to, to garner the attention again. I did something last year in the D League when I broke the record there. Fact. So I got I still I have the scoring that. record there. <laughs> and now this year Yeah, he breaking scoring records, y'all. <laughs> now this year I um I was able to, to start my season in the NBL um with some fire and I just wanted to keep it keep it on the season. I thought I could get fifty a game and that was the goal initially, but as I started going on I started feeling more unguardable throughout mm. the season. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can go after a record while winning some games. My coach and my teammates put me in a position to succeed. And that was it. I mean, it was a stretch where I had four straight 70-point games. Four straight 70-point games. <laughs> so, hey, yo, he's not, yo, this, <laughs> you can Google this, y'all. This is not, st- we're not just talking. I know it's a podcast, but we're not just talking, you heard? <laughs> For sure, man, and and then you know I, I I got some I got an offer from the CBA. It's um it's it's like I was so, about to ask you. I wanted yeah. yeah talk to me about that. Yeah, so like mid you know mid season. You just signed that, right? Yeah, Did you I, just commit seventeen to eighteen. Uh, so I didn't I didn't sign there yet. Not I yet, think but I'm gonna you go just back. Played one, right? I just played one. I just played one. Yeah, yeah, that's CBA. Uh, Fujin. Fujin Sturgis. There you yep. go. Okay. Yeah, so that that kind of um jumps jump kicked me into into that season. Mm. Um. And uh, the GM there, she's a very nice lady, wow. and she uh, she was a big fan of mine, you know, wow. and um, and she was nice enough to give me an offer. And I didn't wait for any others because my goal was to, from where I started my career, um, I wasn't playing much in the NBA. Then the D League, I wasn't getting the attention I thought I deserved. And then uh, I go to Turkey, it hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm picking myself back up, picking myself back up, so it's a slow process, mm-hmm. guys. Guys try to, you know, go for the home run fast and you you gotta realize where you're at in life in, or in your profession and then make a, a realistic a realistic goal. Fact. And my okay. goal was to come in two thousand seventeen very slowly. So I'll take that year as just getting what I could get, but slowly moving up and then I did well in the CBA and now I'm in a situation where I could potentially, you know, sign a two or three year deal. Or make enough to where um, my hard work finally will will, will, sh- will show and pay off. I'm just curious, right? Because you like, how do I say it? Like you played on all three levels, which to me I'm just saying like overseas, NBA, CBA, G League, mm-hmm. right? Now let's just excuse the NBA for a second. Let's say overseas, G League, CBA. Can you give me like a difference of like? What, what what do you see different in those three 
I, you know what I mean? I think that's that's a that's a great question because uh, a lot of a lot of guys they don't know what to prepare for. Okay. So when, when you go to the NBA, you have to prepare for 82 game season. Well, we know that. That's Facts. you you'll get taken care of if you're on a roster. But if you're in the G League, you're by yourself. You're obviously in the states, but you have the distractions of you know your family, your friends, the the call up that's that everybody's obsessed with and you have and you have to take care of your your body for the most part wow. so you're you're on your own a lot and then the, the traveling is excruciating and and i think being in the g league you you have to learn how to get along with your teammates that's important yeah, because very. if you if you win games in the g league it'll be because you have you're on the best team and you're not playing selfish a lot of guys in the g league are selfish and they like to go for self you can see it. and you go overseas now you're really by yourself, but there's no distractions. Wow! And so you can mentally tap out, and you can if things aren't going well. And then you have to go through a lot of the, the, the stuff that they won't tell you about. So you could get hoodwinked over there overseas, like like oh, I almost did. Okay. You know, like talk to them. Yeah, for real, man. They'll they'll do stuff with your, you know, with your with your contract maybe, oh, or you know. Okay. So you really got to be on top of your game when you get a contract from overseas. You got to read it over. Because wow. I was, they, I was try, almost, they were almost trying to get me to do stuff that weren't wasn't in my contract. But I know my contract, mm. so if you're trying to get rid of a million dollar contract, you wouldn't take a team issued drug test if they're trying to get rid of you wow. before letting your agent know That's and before right. waiting three days. You know what I'm saying? So it's just little I see stuff. What you're saying. Yeah, because they see. could, they could, they could dirty your, 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 yeah, your stuff up. Yeah, yeah you never, <laughs> and there's nothing you could do about it. Wow. And now they now they're in a, they're in a position to blackmail you. Mm. So um, it's a lot of stuff like that overseas where guys just don't know, or they'll get mad and go, "I'm gonna lead a country," and then you like you gonna lead a country. Well, now your contract's you know null and void, and kind of got to get that bread back and probably pay some more. Wow. So when guys say, you know, I, I, they didn't pay me overseas, you probably did something that you shouldn't have done. Mm. And there's this there's a there's a bunch of stuff along that lines. I can go down that list. I don't know how much time we got, but <laughs> nah, you just told. Yeah. Give me something now with the CBA for like the one year. That, like, what's what's that one about? That the CBA now with the way those contracts are issued, they like to do one plus ones. Where let's say if you make a million dollars one season, and it's only four months, okay. tax free. All overseas, if you're not in America, everything's tax free. Oh, okay. So let's say you uh you sign for one million in the CBA. The one plus one means the next the following year you can only make. 10% more, so 1.1. And wow. so the deal that I had, you know, I only had a one-year deal. I didn't have gotcha. the one plus one. So now I'm eligible, you eligible to, get, to, to, get, any, to get any oh, amount to, I want, woo. not even 10%. Nah, so you. some guys in the CBA, they do two years, two plus ones. They do one plus twos. But the CBA game is different and overseas. I felt like when I first got there, I got I had, I should have prepared for the – for the 10 to 17 foot game. I need because you could you could smack stuff off the rim. Guys wow. overseas are really good at that. That's smacking you, the ball off the rim. That is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no goaltending. <laughs> no goaltending for real. Once it hit the rim, you could, you could wipe it off. So I, um I I, I, I think now um now that I know, I would I would prepare better. Like I would I would get my mid-range, my floaters, and I would be more conscientious about picking my spots and going to the basket. Some parts of the game is, is very physical. Like, China is very physical. 
Um, nobody knows that. that. It's very physical. Shan was talking to me about that. Yeah, man. Wow. Like, they really get into you over there. They play hard. And that's their culture, though. That's the tradition of the Chinese. They're a very hardworking culture. Facts. They believe hard work always pays off and will always be talent. So when you step on the floor, you got to give them your best. I mean, you'll perform if you're good enough, but you'll have to you'll have to play. You're not Facts. just going to walk into 30, <laughs> 40 points. <laughs> so. Now, look. Like, I got a few more for you, right? Now, this one right here, I'm, I, I like to ask people this type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? I just like to be curious. What was your take on this year's draft? Like, like when you're looking at these guys and you seeing the guys like Trey Young, and what do you think about these guys? Um, <clears throat> This year's, the, the draft for the past, you know, two or three years, you get... Well, for one, um, I'm going to point out the obvious. The college is watered down. Okay. Because a lot of the young guys that are good are leaving and they're not developing. So now you got a bunch of the guys. Educate them. Talk <laughs> so to them. So now you got a bunch of the guys who are left. A lot of those guys aren't really that good. And now you now I think we're going to come into the era where you're going to have dominant franchises because there's going to be franchise programs that are going to build build their their uh their rosters like you take a look at villanova like they 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 yeah there's going to be teams like that where they're just going to be there year after year after year and if kentucky continues to get the best freshmen then they're going to always be one of the better teams because mm. college is that watered down wow i think i think trey young is awesome I, I think he's i think he's great but um i you know i just it's just it's just a different era man like i i kind of i kind of wish i was I was a part of that, but um, when you're looking at the NBA <laughs> right now, though, I'm just curious. Like, what what do you think about like the games that you're watching now in the playoffs? Like, how do you look at the NBA now? Playoffs, everybody raises up the intensity, so you know you can you can actually go. You know what? Yeah, these guys are playing hard, but there's I just don't think people like players are, are are that good anymore like i just don't think they're that good and if and if they are they're, they're just not in the nba there's guys that wow. there's guys that can't come off a ball screen there's guys that can't break nobody down one-on-one -on -one. i understand if you know you're saying uh we want to build the best teams but a lot of the best players aren't in the nba um i even go as far you know cj mccollum is is awesome Shout out to CJ. But his brother is crazy. His wow. Eric McCollum is I've, crazy. I've been hearing about yeah, him. Yeah, so, I, I mean, there's guys like that. Pierre Jackson is crazy. Yeah, yeah that's the kid that went to... Uh, Bear, he went to Baylor, Baylor right? yeah. yeah. So, Ooh. I mean, there's there's dudes that are just out of, out of this world, that are out of this world good. And I, I always pay homage because I'm a fan of basketball. Wow. So, when I see guys in the league that can't do a lot of the stuff that Eric can do or, or, or Pierre can do... It's a shame because, you know, this is supposed to be the best league in, in the world, but it's only the best league after the first seven guys on the roster, maybe. Wow. As you got seven, eight guys on each roster that are great or good or whatever, and then after that, it kind of just trickles down, and it, it wow. and it's a lot of it's a lot of favors, and it's a lot of agents involved, and that's the game that I, that's what I can't get into. The only thing I can get into is I can control what I can control, and hopefully, I get a chance to 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 prove prove my worth. But that's that's how I feel about that. When you when you looking at the next generation, like if there was anything that you could talk to the kids and try to 
give him advice on and what to look forward to as in how to get over humps or anything, what would you tell him? Man, uh, I, you know, they gotta, first they gotta, you gotta be a, gotta be a student. I would say being a student uh, teaches discipline. You know, being, um, ha having a good character teaches discipline. And there's, and there's more to life than, than your hobby. Cause knock on wood, you know, I can break a leg. And then there's no more, you know, probably no more basketball for me. But being a good person and being comfortable in your own skin, mm. I think is the most important thing because a lot of guys without basketball, there'll be nobody. They they have no they have no character, they have no charisma, they have no talent. I think I think um, you know, um I'm I'm not I'm not super religious, mm -hmm. but if, if you're if you're religious or if you have faith you know, I would say put your faith in something, you know, mm. believe in something. Talk to him. And and don't focus on a lot of the stuff that that, you know, the 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 materialistic things or the things that may seem good. Because the NBA is, is only it's only it's only a, a, a span in your life. So reaching if that's if that's your dream, just work hard at it but but don't make it your, your staple I, I don't i don't really know what what i'm uh how to explain it but if if you can if you can inspire others and make others want to want to do what you do make others happy i like that. i think that's the wow. i think that's the real goal in life and i and i um and i try my best to do that you 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 the way it sounds to me is be a blessing. Right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. That's what it sounds like you're saying to me. Because I'm in yeah. this situation and I, I never asked for it. You know, I, there's a lot of things I didn't ask for that I received. And th and things that I received, others, others, you know, would, 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 would kill over or be jealous over or envy over. And my thing is, is, is not that, it's not that serious to, to be jealous over somebody else's, you know, gift. Uh, I feel like if if you work hard enough, and if you try to inspire others, your character itself would would be an example it'll to others, and it'll take you places mm. you never thought you'd go. Mm, and, I like that, <laughs> you know. So that's 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 all I you know. That's I I think that's that that'd be my advice. What's what's next for him, Russ? Like like give 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 the people, if you can, like something to look forward to or start to look look for you even more like what, what what does russ have russ jr have in the works um well i want to go back to to china that's okay. that's 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 like well besides maybe playing in the nba staying home and having a guaranteed contract here next goal is to be in china with mm -hmm. a guaranteed deal maybe for a couple years two to three years and and also um i have a you know a foundation the russ smith foundation russ smith that's and right i do a lot of stuff in the community in louisville and my dad's doing a lot wow. of stuff here in you know new york but we we focus on reading initiatives and and literacy wow. i think a lot of young black americans under the poverty line or low low and low middle class you know they, they they can't they can't read and they can't articulate well. That's true. And I think that's an, I think that's one of the most important things as as young black men and even young black athletes that they need to do. You know, reading over contracts, uh, reading books, um, educating themselves. Also, uh, I have a, a golf scramble um, wow. I have in Louisville, Kentucky as well, and 
I bring a lot of the local businesses out, and we all get together, have a good time. What's that app thing you got? Oh, yeah, we yeah, do. I, uh, I told you I do my homework, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't want you, know, you to think I'll do my homework. I'll do my homework. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, my, one of my boys, you know, um, we, we were really close. He developed an app uh, that updates you on, on the things you're doing, like, instantly. So you don't have to send out a group message. Wow. You don't have to text nine, ten people at a time. You just post something, and that's what they're doing between five and eight. So it's it's pretty, yeah, and it's pretty convenient. You know, it's it's called short notice, and it's very convenient. You know, you just you just post what you're doing from twelve to four, and if I see uh, butter's gonna be gonna be probably going to let's say he's going to forty forty, or butter going to forty forty from between twelve and four. All right, cool. I'm gonna hit you. All right, yo, but I'm coming with you. Like uh, I see what you're doing, I love and that's that. yeah, that's what it is. It's, a, it's a great, great way to social and be cool. Mm -hmm. I see another way. Huh? And, uh, I like that. And uh, yeah, and um, we might. My girlfriend, we might be on uh, featuring on Shark Tank. Wow. She has her her own bag, uh, bag line, and um, wow. Can't I don't I don't really know how to explain it efficiently, I but it's um it's Sessie Dot Company. It's the only one I follow on Instagram, so it's 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 definitely it's definitely convenient. I'm so glad you just gave me that yeah. little scoop. That's what's yep. up, man. So, <laughs> that's huge, man. For real, Shark Tank, man. Yeah. That's huge, man. So she was she's trying to get on the Today Show, and for ladies, it's very important. It's you you know you, you get a big purse and you got all your stuff in there, and you're digging around. You can't find your ID. You can't find your money. You your phone is missing. You're at a bar. You lose your phone. You're out. Your phone sitting out. Nah, you just, you, it's a crossbody strap. Mm -mm. Your phone opens, it's, it's in there, a phone case, protects your phone. Yeah, holds your ID, holds your credit cards, holds your cash, holds your keys. And it's a crossbody. And it's a crossbody. So you That's good. That's different. <laughs> yeah, you good. The, the other company, the, our other competitor, only has one on the wrist. Wow. So that is, it's kind of inconvenient. And we have the, uh, the patent for it, so... There's nothing nobody could do with Once us. Once you start coming out with <laughs> yeah. them flavors. You from New York yeah. City, so I already know you got some flavors <laughs> yep. in your mind. <laughs> so we figuring it out now. That's we getting it all together. And it was it was crazy that, you know, when we went to China, we uh we found a, a manufacturer. So there's no middleman with us. You know, there's Ooh, no middleman. Big man. business over yeah. there. Okay. I see you. <laughs> We're trying to okay. figure it out. Oh, and it's, it's more like, man, my me and my dad, uh, you know, obviously we got the shop, but we opened Big up. Russ barbershops all yep. around. So we got like a couple more and then uh we got Big Russ hair braiding, we got Big Russ wow. hair salon. Wow. And then we we just opened up a lounge. I think it's on one thirty second in Madison, Stingrays. Mm, Stingrays, so, okay. So yeah, we we trying to uh, make some progress. That's what's up, man. I, see, this is what it's about, y'all. This is what I was trying to explain to y'all. You know, there are people that come from the same places that we come from, walk the same walks of life. And as you can hear, you know, reading is fundamental, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My man breaking a lot down because he was reading. He took the time out to try to not just chase basketball, because that wasn't even his first. The first thing he said out of his mouth was being a student. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Proud to yeah. hear all of that, man. For real, for Russ. For sure, Word, man. man. Hey, man. We at the end of the show. Tell them where to follow you at, Russ. They need to know where to follow you at. I need them to know all. I need them to know the dot coms. I need them to know your Twitter, your Instagram. I need them to know. Oh uh, man, uh, my Twitter is um, you know Spectre underscore uh, Smith uh, uh, the Ghost Smith. You know. 
I'm always I'm always disappearing. So that's what the Spectre stand for. Mm. Um, you could look that up. You could look up Rusdiculous. You'll probably find me. Mm. Instagram is uh, Lilith. Uh, it's Greek. It's the it's a river that when you drink from it, you become oblivious to all the things in life that gives you some sorrow or sadness. And um, you could probably you could look at my IG. Uh, it's Rusdiculous. You'll find that as well. Yeah, I just seen you hit Homeboy yeah. with about three, four, five moves, then the step back with the <laughs> shot. Like, yeah, Butter's watching. I don't know if you know no Butter's doubt. watching. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm uh, also it's IG and uh, Twitter. And then for me, that's that's about it. And um, you can, and my dad, uh, you can, if you can get a hold of my dad. Uh, he's He's always at the shop, so that's easy. Hey, man, I appreciate you for coming out, taking the time out with you. Thanks boy, for man. having Thanks, me, man. man. Appreciate it. This Word. was dope. Listen, you know, like I said, anything that your pop's doing, you know, y'all need a guest speaker, anything to come by and help with the kids, and anything with your foundation, you keep me posted. I'm going to fall away. Oh, the way. no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and I forgot, too. Um, I have a WordPress, Rusticulous WordPress. I write, I blog, and I'll probably come out with one once I sign. So, um... Yeah, just keep you updated they on need that. To know about that ridiculous WordPress. Stuff, it has everything you need on that too. So check that out, y'all. Yo, <laughs> listen, man. We at the end of the show. Make sure y'all follow me on Streets First Podcast on Facebook. Follow us at Streets First Podcast on Instagram. Follow us at Streets First PC on Twitter. It's your boy A Butter, man. I ain't gonna stop. I'm going to keep bringing all of these leaders up here. I'm going to keep talking to them. I'm going to keep spreading nothing but positivity and good messages. And we're going to keep trying to help the next generation. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned, you dig? It's your boy, A Butter. The bull's outside. I holla. But I got you. About yeah, this one's for the streets first. Hey. Stripes like a referee shirt. Woo. This one's for the streets first. Hey. Tell mama this the rebirth. Yeah, I need church. I talk dirty. Put my hands and my feet work. Teamwork. Put in pain. We gotta bring it to the streets first. Go. Hardships to the starship. Woo. Legend off the record park bench. You a marksman with your game A. Got me putting butter in the margin. You putting numbers on the market. For them press A wall 10. Boy, he walked in. He did the research. Put that working on the street first. My dreams birthed up. Waking in. I hit the course. Who you shaking with? You taking shots. That's commercial. Then I'm coming off the break with it With your makeup bitch, just don't make a mess test Ain't there ain't no gas, put your favorite gas Building with my boys like a Lego set If I'm laying up with your lady next Hey, you done did it Hey, you done did it Your game on the pivot You been painting pictures, ain't no exhibit Just putting traffic in the street like exhibit Keep the strippers, you can read the scriptures On the app, these actors, rappers, weekly visits You can even listen to the research Gotta get it from the streets first This one's for the streets first Stripes like a referee shirt This one's for the streets first Tell mama this the rebirth Yeah, I need church, I talk dirty Put my hands and my feet work Teamwork, put in pain But gotta bring it to the streets first though Bring it to the streets first, though. And who knows you, man? Got to bring it. Gotta, gotta, gotta bring it to the streets first, Woo! though. From concrete to wooden floors, from steel to glass backboards, man, check the score, bro.